I think the Lions are a top eight NFL team right now. Hmm. I think they're the third best team in the NFC. I think they're behind Philadelphia, and I think they're behind San Francisco. I think they would beat Dallas right now if they hmm. played. They are um, one incredible Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs throw away from winning six in a row. They went up against that day on Thanksgiving, the number one seed in the AFC, and were totally game. Um, there's a prejudice maybe and a reluctance to accept them because you see that logo and you see that color and you grew up with the Lions. I think Lions fans themselves have it. Uh, I'm going to talk about Dan Campbell, and I am not going to quote Metallica. I'm not going to do an impression. I'm not going to say the word man. He is the man. It's beyond all that. This guy was looked at as he was going to be a clown and an imbecile and a punchline and a meme, and he's going to get fired, and they're 1-6, and six and it's terrible, and hopefully he can get a, co- a job coaching the linebackers somewhere for, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. or Who the hell knows? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where he catches on next year, you know? Hopefully he can get a job. Like a Ravens linebacker's coach. Yeah, sounds good. Sure. Sounds like Dan Campbell. No, Lions head coach. Yeah. Lions head coach of one of the hottest teams in the league. And um, you know how hard it is? Like, he's stuck by his defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. And it was the worst defense in history. You'd never see him stop anybody. Did you see Dalvin Cook yesterday? Neither did I. Yep. Um, seven straight games, the Detroit Lions have not allowed a 100-yard rusher. They hit. They play. They believe. They got it all going on. And I think it starts with Dan Campbell. Not a joke. Not an impression. No reference to Master of Puppets. Um, just the master of his domain. Dan Campbell, I'm so impressed and so proud, man. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with that. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then Okay, pop we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Don't just me by harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. I'm Frank, here with my main men, Channy. Channy, how we doing? Doing great, Frank. Great to be back. Feels great, I do agree. And the big slip bandit, Lou, how we doing, man? Doing good, baby. Happy to be back. These fucking tapes, man. (laughs) Hell yeah. So I'm back with the boys. We're back after, I don't know, three, four, five weeks of just a bumpy road. Uh, A couple couple guys were out of town, so we had to do like a little twofer show. Um, And then on Thanksgiving, which I truly believe was one of the best recordings we ever had, uh, technology just took a shit on us for the second time this year. Uh, Again, a lot of this is like a learning process, so I think I have it figured out now, but God knows. So that's in God's hands, but we'll try not to lose another show ever again. Um, but, but we did take the time off to try to think through the show, try to create a little better, more entertaining show for you guys. Realign. Cut, yeah. Cut down the time a little bit to give you time back in your day. You got shit to do. You're a busy person. You can't sit here listening to us all day. So we have a new structure for you guys. We'll talk. We'll say hello. We'll touch on the biggest things going on in sports. Of course, Detroit always leading the way in those conversations, but then For each show, we want to have a main topic that we touch on, and it can be something that's relevant to what's going on in the sports world or just the world in general, or just something that we're interested in that we want to take a deep dive on and learn a little more on. So today, in the inaugural restructure of The Fizz, episode 88, our topic is the Heisman Trophy, and we will get into that in the middle of the show. But first, I want to catch up with my guys, because I haven't done that in a couple weeks now. How are we doing, boys? I mean... It's Christmas, you know, it's almost Christmas, sky's gray, no snow, kind of one of those just December weekends these past weekend, like went to the mall, didn't end up getting anything for anybody except myself. Nice. 
um, kind of freaked out shop. in line, looked in Lululemon. There was 30 girls between the age of 18 and 22 in there. And so. we couldn't tell them apart. No. They all looked the same. Exactly. So freaked out, left Partridge Creek with nothing. Um, I'm, I, I think you're brave just for going and hitting them all. I haven't been to one of those in a minute. You know, that's one of my things, and it's funny because I don't, I'm not a big Amazon guy. Like, I don't even have my own account. Right. My wife does. Yeah. And this is a side note. My credit card got hacked yesterday. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I'm Great. a I'm a guy who doesn't shop online. I'm one of those in-person shoppers, and somehow I get hacked yesterday. But nonetheless, just a low-key weekend, just kind of like I feel like we're waiting for Christmas to be here, and in the interim, we get to see our Lions win. So it's been good, but very low-key. Got a busy weekend of Christmas parties coming up. We're really ramping up. Yeah. Really feel like Chris Kringle yeah. going into this weekend. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. You know, I put the Christ back in Christmas this weekend as well. We were down at Campus Martius. What does you know? that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Bro, you got to put the Christ back in Christmas, baby. All, all praise to the highest. I doubt you at Campus Martius was doing that. Did you I go felt, to church? Yeah. I felt good down there. You know, the vibes were high. The lights were on. Good spirits. No fighting going on. Just everyone enjoying enjoying the Christmas uh, the Christmas spirit, man. You know? So you having, like, a nice buzz in Campus Martius is putting the Christ back in Christmas. You got it, I just Frank. want to figure you out. You broke what, it down. Well, hell yeah. Okay. That's the family tree. So was down there. They had, like, ice bumper boats going on. They had, like, tube slides. Was it the Winterfest? Uh, I don't know what it was called exactly, but it was like right next to Campus Martius. It was all free. They had like putt-putt ice hockey. I didn't like do all this stuff, but we were kind of walking around there, yeah. had some drinks. I did do the ice bumper boats. Um, not too bad, not too bad. They zipped around a little bit. Um, then we kind of buzzed around, went to Grand Trunk, was absolutely packed, could barely even get in. Uh, wrangled over to Firebird Tavern for a little bit, had yeah. a couple drinks there, and that ended up at Greek Town, of course. So when you were at Firebird, was it was it rowdy? Was it nuts? Or was it like, No, they you chill? know what they you could tell that some people had some Christmas bar crawls going around, but it yeah. wasn't like super rowdy. It was more like definitely more lively in there, you yeah. know, but it wasn't like people were fucking ripping shit off sometimes the walls. That place is it like does a get a shit show. Yeah. And I, I haven't been there in a few years and I like stopped by there, I don't know, whenever the wings played Phoenix. And it was like really nice in there. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't chaos. It or was. Anything. It was like that. Christmas vibey. Yeah. all lights, everything like that. So it was good. And we were like texting people, like, "Hey, we're at Firebird." Like, I'm not doing that tonight. I'm like, "It's not what you think." <laughs> right, I'm like, right. "It's not what you think." You're not it's going kinda, to Old Chalet. Yeah, it's kind of chill. Well, that's what happens when you put Christ back into Christmas. That's right. <laughs> you start being civil, you know. But Fuck. speaking of Old Chalet, I did go there two weekends ago. Nice. That place fucking rocks. <laughs> I haven't been there in years. Uh, that place fucking rocks. Is Greek Town back? When we went, it was back. We did it's all the back. we did all the touristy. We went to the skip. We went to Old Chalet. Yeah, yeah. Hit up the Greek. But dude, when I went, it was buzzing. People ripping cigs in the casino. Oh again. yeah, and I, we got to make sure we keep calling it fucking Greek Town. None of this Hollywood casino bullshit. It's okay? I don't even know what that is. That's it's what like it is chain. now. It's Hollywood casino now. It's not Greek Town casino. Yes, just the casinos called that though. Right? Okay, we're not. Yeah. Ta- they didn't not like, like try the to rename strip. the fucking neighborhood. No, no, that, no, 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 no. I can't imagine. I wouldn't have heard that. But the casino. That's enough. That's yeah. one too many straws yeah. right there. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, we're in the middle of Detroit. Yeah. I know nothing. How many people have been stabbed in front of like? You know the type of people fight? I saw there on Saturday <laughs> night? Nothing Hollywood about no, it. No, no. Dude, that carpet, the carpet there has COVID. Yeah. 
Make it make sense. Yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood <laughs> Casino in Frenchville. <laughs> that, yeah, that's disgusting, dude. Hollywood. Uh, yeah. But not my you know, it's kind of it's gonna be like the uh, like DTE Pine Knob thing. We gotta stick by it though. Yeah, we gotta stick to it. Yeah, Greek Town. Greek. I mean, I don't see that being an issue for me. That's no. just one that's kind of locked in my brain. I can't see my Gen Zers. Yeah, Damn I, Gen I can't Zers. see myself calling it like the Hollywood Casino. You want to talk about people taking the Christ out of Christmas? That's, right there. That's them. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's people from not from here, not from here. That's poor branding. <laughs> Very poor branding. What'd you get into, Frank? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, my weekend was not uh, exciting at all. Uh, my furnace uh, like exploded. Like, and I'm, I wish I was like ex- ex- exaggerating that one, but uh, no joke. Like, heard a heard like a boom in the basement, and the whole house shook. Don't have like that big of a house; it's kind of old, but it like shook, and we were like, "What the hell was that?" Uh, furnace is making just like the loudest noise, so we like shut it off. Um, you know, this is kind of like a lame story, but. You know, basically, like, my furnace blew, and it's, like, one of the most expensive things you have to replace in a house. In the winter, too. Yeah, no. In furnace the winter, gate. 30, 30 degrees. You know, we it's it was super old. We had it checked out last year. It's from, like, 95. So this was, like, going to happen. Right. So I only had myself to blame for it, really. You know, they said, like, you can just take it to the finish line. I was like, of course I'm going to take it to the absolute finish line. This is, like, not fun money to spend. Um, but then, yeah, it blew up. And the one thing I will say... Uh, is number one, knew it was coming. Number two, it was my fault for not replacing it. Number three, truly of like all the home projects I've done and like things that could be a disaster, this was the smoothest process of anything. Oh, that's home good. In I, and out. Dude, I just, we, someone came out, we called that night. Someone came out the next day after coming out the next day on a, and the next day was a Saturday. Saturday, they were like, we can get a new one in Monday. So we had heat on Monday. So we had to do like, a day and a half of some like blanket cold, sweatshirts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this uh, is Michigan, space man. Space heater, circuit breakers. Michigan, break. yeah. okay? Yeah, I ain't no candy ass. That's uh, right. So that was it. We got it replaced. Shout out, uh, what was it? Home. It was like Home Corp Service. I wish I could give you a better shout, shout out. Shout out Home Corp. It was a really generic name, uh, okay. but they were great service. Good old pure Michigan folks. Uh, you know, didn't want me to be without heat. Like answered their phones like, uh, hi, this is Home Corp Service, where every day is a great day to have a great day. Like, some shit like that, that I was just like, holy shit. You're like, no, it actually sucks. I'm freezing my ass <laughs> yeah. off, and I don't have a furnace. But she was so, like, nice and friendly that, you know, just made the process nice. So that is refreshing when you get help like that um, in a situation where you don't know anything. It was one of those things, though, too, where it's like, uh, you know, the guy brings me downstairs in the basement. He's like showing me stuff and like telling me what stuff does. Like, and buddy, it, come on! And I'm like, hey. yeah, I'm like sitting there with like holding my like going? holding like my fucking like <laughs> latte like in my slippers. Like, oh, that sounds nice. Like, I fucking tweet for a living. You're a man. Like, what's I'm, a heat exchanger? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like just here. Where do I sign? <laughs> you take American Express? Yeah, like so. That was it. That was it. Got that replaced. Um, but we all know what we were doing Sunday. Oh, yeah, we did. God, brother. Locked in. Yeah. What'd you guys have for breakfast? Beer. (laughs) Kool-Aid. Or that. (laughs) Kool-Aid, beer, and cheddar brats is what I had for breakfast. That's a great breakfast. And I ate it at 6.30 in the morning, pacing around the house, because there's no heat freezing in the house. That's right. Makes sense. So excited to watch our Detroit Lions take on the Minnesota Vikings, and boy, they did not disappoint. Everything we wanted to happen happened. The, The funny thing is, everyone knew it was coming. When oh. that spread came out, oh my like, God. Lions fans were licking their chops like, oh, God, like this is going to be an absolute beating. And from the get-go, from that, 
obviously we went three and out first drive, but when Minnesota went for that fourth and one and we stopped them, I looked over at my buddy I was watching the game with. I'm like, it's fucking over. Yeah. It is over. It was so it was the weirdest feeling ever. It was the most confidence I've ever had, like going into oh, like 100%. A, big, a big game. And it was weird to not be dogs as like record dogs. And but like, dude, so I was all juiced up. And then for whatever reason, like I got this split second, like literally at like 1259. I got like this quick jolt of like, oh my God. We're, we're here. Yeah, but like I got no, I got like scared. Yeah, because like, I I like truly was like I just am what so happened, bro? You got fucking scared a little bit. What do dude? you mean? I just got I had like this like commitment fear of like I'm like fully back in making love to the Lions organization and they're just gonna break my heart. He again hedged. Today, he took they? the Vikings at twelve fifty nine. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you. I'll come across. Did the you, table. Frank? Yeah, yeah. That sounds like me. That sounds like me. I got scared and took Minnesota. I can't he deleted it off his <laughs> story. You. you know what? I'm fine. Try to be honest. Try to be honest with you guys. Oh, try to man. try to open up a little bit, and you guys just act like cocksuckers. <laughs> That's what you do. Fuck it. I'm just gonna start lying. I knew the whole time. Big dick. McKenzie. Thank you. There you go. There he is, dude. Go. Could we have started the game any better too? First touchdown, fucking JMO wide get, open. Get out of yeah, yeah. You know what I didn't do? I didn't hedge Minnesota, but I did take JMO first fucking tug. Twenty wow. to yeah. one. Twenty yep. to one. It rocked. Four hundred dollars made my day. Twenty bucks to win four hundred. Right off the rip. Thank you very much. How hard was your unit? Like outside of your bet, like just seeing JMO. The parting of the seas. Existing? Oh my Jared god! Jared throws him a nice floater. Under no throw, one around yeah. him. I'm like, oh my god! My, my unit was rock. He immediately runs off the field, rips his helmet off, starts running up and down the sidelines, and, and tapping course, everyone up. And of course, he's wearing like the full like mask. Honolulu blue yes. fucking mask underneath, like in an indoor stadium, <laughs> like skipping around. I literally was like, please God, do Calm not, down yes, easy. Okay. Do, not, <laughs> do not fucking trip or hurt yourself. Dude, that fucking play, when you see him open up, like, cause I saw it happen and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Chark. Like, just cause I'm, I was like, it can't, it's too good to be true. And then when that ball's in the air, if you watch golf, man, like I think he tries not to poop himself. Like how wide open he, <laughs> he is. He even said that though. He's like, dude, that I was just I short armed it because I was so and nervous I was gonna overthrow it. Yeah, because he was like, those are the hardest throws. Nobody's on him. I just want to get it to him. And he's all juice probably to start yep. the game, dude. And he does like you watch his arm. He pulls it short, and it's it was just funny to me. Like he's like, how, fuck, don't how fuck he underthrew him by like two yards or whatever it yeah. was. Um, that guy can fly though, dude. Roadrunner. Yeah, I mean that was totally a blown coverage, but man, that was like that happening was just like this is not real. No, right. this is not real. Right. Incredible. Speaking of Chark too, that guy had a fucking day. Day ninety four in a in a tug, I think. Yeah. I mean, he was all over the place. He's came alive these last three four weeks for us, like after I, being hurt. Yeah, and I think he probably earned himself another one year contract. Like I'd I'd take him for sure. I mean, you got to think that at that point. I mean, let's be honest, like. Outside of, I mean, everyone had a day. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, Jamal Williams didn't have his typical day Was that he he's hurt? had this year. I think they just are getting swift back into the rotation is what I'm thinking. I don't understand the Jackson carries, though. He's not bad. I don't, I I don't like, hate him. No, I, I don't he like him. He had a good touchdown run. Yeah. He did. Actually, that touchdown to J-Mo, did you see yes. his crack block yes. on that? Oh, my God. He yeah. fucking blew up the DB. I back also to J-Mo. Yeah. <laughs> back to Kool-Aid. I loved it, but I also was like, oh, God. Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, he's skinny, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's Smoked him. That was yeah, sick. That yeah. was sick. He wanted it. the smoke so bad. 
And I just loved, like, number one. Obviously, he caught it, like, but he's, like, like you said, throwing hits, skipping around. Like, dude, he's pumped to just be playing football. 100%. Yes. I mean, he's playing for a team that's hottest in the NFL, trying to make a fucking playoff run. Dude. Did you see how he drank that Gatorade after the touchdown? Like, dude, J-Mo is just awesome. J-Mo's yeah. J-Mo. <laughs> Number nine, too. A little weird seeing it out there, oh, you know? Yeah. Was Aubrey Pleasant just holding us back on defense or what, I too? Think, I think he was coaching a different <laughs> What's going dude, on? Dude, we can't. We tra- we canned him and traded Hawk on this. Was it the same week or a week apart, maybe? Very, right Very there, close. Yeah. Yes. I mean, since then was like, but I know Pleasant was like, we traded Pleasant and then we beat Green Bay. And we went on this run. Right. Like, that was... Because he went to Green Bay. Right. Yeah. What? But, like, truly, what the fuck happened with this defense? I don't well, know. They gave up 23 yards to Delvin. Yeah, but the funny thing is, we talk about Aubrey Pleasant getting canned. They gave up, what, 400-plus yards through the air this Yeah, they week? did. What's the difference between the defense? They're opportunistic. That Delvin Cook fumble, mm-hmm. when they did the pitch or the whatever the fuck that was, yeah. the pitch dive essentially is what it was and they they forced that fumble like they're being opportunistic right now fourth and one they get a stop early in the yep. game they force the fumble there a lot of field goals that ben yes. don't break mentality a hundred percent with so, the offense that's good that's all you need yep. that's all you need all they need to do right now is not screw up the game not screw up the game right now and shout out Campbell and the coaching staff, like, I thought they were a lot better with, like, the decision-making, which is, like, our favorite, like, the go, field goal, punt situation. Yes. I feel like he made the right decisions there. Uh, the only blunder that I, I was really pissed about was Badgley missing that 41-yard kick. Yep, yep. Uh, right before half. And that was off, that was that was off of Bugs' yeah. fumble, yep. Yep. which, like, that was, like, the big momentum thing, but, you know, it didn't matter. Like, picked picked right back up. and I mean, going back to your, your statement, I mean, we've – you know, it's been um, justified uh, some of Campbell's lapses here the first half of the year, but him putting his dick on the table on that fake punt at their own 25, I don't oh think my anyone God, in the world thought that they were going to fake that punt. No. And our backer runs it for, what, 45 yeah, yards? That was Smoked a them. fucking incredible play. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. That caught everyone off guard. That yes. wasn't like a decision like – Kick, go for it, punt it. It was he like, was ready to go. Yes, I'm just. I agree. Like, I'm just gonna throw an absolute curveball that no one sees coming. And, and that to me is like the we're 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 now we're winning games. You know, I've made some mistakes on these calls, but guess what? I'm still fucking Dan Campbell. Yeah, and that's this right. Is, and this is the great. I lines am who I am, and, and and I'm always gonna make you think about me. Yes, like. Dude, that was fucking awesome. And then the other play to Chandler that was probably the second or the one better play than that was the fucking Panay Sewell in motion little dump. Play of the year. That was unbelievable. And then, dude, that video you posted today of Campbell (laughs) Frank. That's not real, is it? Dude, dude, so the jury's out. And, and like, like half the people in my comments say, like, I can't believe he said this. Like, and then half the other people are like, you know he's joking, right? It like I want to believe it's a joke, but I also love the idea that we just will never know. Yeah, if you haven't seen the video, <laughs> you have to go to Champagne Athletics and po- and check out the post. Frank, I'm gonna open with the Dan epi- Campbell. Yeah, and I'll open the episode with it. Incredible. Yeah. Please tell me that that wasn't real. That he was like a puppy watching a butterfly <laughs> when the wave. We've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> We've all been to games. It's a wave. I don't know, man. It might have been like a sick wave. Have you ever been on the field and see it? And we're all wearing blue. It probably looked like actual waves. And he guy thought he was in the Arctic. (laughs) 
a, a pass to our O tackle because he was watching the wave. There's don't tell me that's real, dude. There's B- no way that that's real, <laughs> oh dude. BJ's got it. The fact that we're even discussing if that might be real is incredible. Yes, that's what I love, <laughs> that's and that's what I love. Like I love that we just don't know, and we never will. Is he just a character? Is he just playing a character? He's a six and seven character. I'm fine with that, but <laughs> tall venti character. Just give us some insight, I, Dan. We know you listen to the Fizz every week. Maybe hit us yeah, up Dan, in the DM. Dan's or something. the special listener this yeah, week. Incredible yeah. stuff, Dan. Keep it up. Well, the funny part too is, well, we'll play the clip. Like I'll just play the clip. I'll, here's another thing that happened. These things happen during the game, but. Um, so we're in that that situation, and the fans are doing the wave um, around the stadium, and so I'm just watching, and I hear Ben Johnson's like, "Hey, coach, you want him?" And I, and I'm just, I'm so focused on the wave, and I said, "Yeah, that's fine." And I look up, and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so said it was fine, so but it worked out great. Uh, but I, my favorite part of it too is like he starts that by saying like. These things happen during the game. Like, <laughs> Whoa. And, like, you think he's going to say, like, maybe the radio cut out or, like, he couldn't – I don't know, like, anything. There was a disagreement, like, over what the call should be. But he's like, these things happen during the game. And, you know, Ben kind of gets in my ear and he says he's going to do something. And I'm just – I'm looking at this way. <laughs> I'm in the fucking zone. I'm like, whatever. And then I'm like, holy shit, he, what's Penny doing in motion? Dude, that was, Penny. like, the play of the year. Yeah, like, that play that rocked. That was awesome. Last, well, maybe not last thing, but another thing we absolutely have to talk on, especially I need to talk about this because I'm eating my words a little bit. And I was, not that I've not been rooting for him, but Jared Goff, Jared fucking Goff, the most unassuming player in the league, most unassuming quarterback, vanilla, not too exciting, ripping it. He's been a surgeon. Absolutely ripping it. Awesome. Not looking like a killer, but fucking playing like one. Absolutely. 300 in the bag, no problem for him. It's fucking crazy. And I think I said four or five weeks ago, something like that, that like I thought no matter what happened, golf was done. I did say that. I have said that. I was wrong. He is outshined. He's played better than I ever thought he could. This turnaround's fucking unprecedented. Dude, I swear to God, it's just like the whole team is just amping up their game because everyone's locked in. Like, everyone sees the light, I feel like. You know, it's like we got fucking weapons everywhere for golf. He's hitting them all up. Like, Jamal Williams has the most touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah, what? 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 Like, it's crazy. And Ben Johnson, like, I am, like, worried he might get a head coach interview and offer and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that, like, everyone wants to stick around for this one. Not, I don't know if anybody passed up a head coaching job, but I just, like, have this, like, dude, him and Goff seem like good buddies. And, like, I don't know. Who is Ben Johnson? Where did he come from? I, I, I don't someone know. Someone asked me that today. I'm like, I have no fucking clue. I don't. Was he with them in Miami? Was he with them in New Orleans? Is he just a random guy? Like, who is he? I have no idea who Ben Johnson is. I don't either. He was Sheila's personal assistant. <laughs> Dude, and then uh, who was it? Lynn? We had Lynn before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that who we fired for this guy? Yeah, Lynn was God. That was awful. awful. That was a terrible that hire guy to begin was with. God. So he, went to, so he went to Boston College, started his coaching career. Oh, playing career. Johnson was a walk on quarterback at North Carolina from 04 to 07. Uh, graduated from North Carolina with a degree in mathematics, computer science, went to Boston college to start his coaching career, grad assistant, uh, got promoted to tight ends coach, Miami dolphins, offensive assistant dolphins. That's okay. it. And that's dolphins. it. Fucking love the guy, man. Welcome. 
Yeah. Open arms. Oh, he was promoted to assistance quarterback coach in 2013, served as the tight ends coach after Dan Campbell was named the Dolphins interim head coach. So he knows him from Miami. This is the best play calling we've ever had that I've ever watched. I no mean, question. They're just confident, and it all starts with their offensive line. Oh, yeah. How many assets have they put into the offensive line between re-signing Decker, Ragnow, drafting Sewell? I mean, this offensive line is unshakable. I saw the one play where I think it was on the touchdown pass to Chark. Panay Sewell just, like, manhandled Zadarius Smith. Like, wasn't going anywhere, didn't move, wasn't getting pushed back. Like, this offensive line, we said it preseason – could be a top five offensive line. No, no, no. It is a top it five a, offensive yeah. line. It's a top three offensive line They're in the league. They're third in sacks allowed in the NFL. Yes. Damn. So it's got to be one of those things. And give it up. We liked him going into the year. I didn't think he was going to have as good of a year as he has. ARSB is mm. Golden Tate on steroids. Yeah. Oh Golden my God. Tate's my favorite lion possibly of all time. I know you got Barry, Calvin, but Golden Tate – exemplified toughness, big plays. Dude, ARSB is him on steroids. He is always open and always makes the big catch when we need it. I totally agree. And, dude, an end around to him is guaranteed seven. He is yes. such a good route runner, dude. Yes. Dude, he's sharp. Like, I like the Golden Tate comparison, and Golden Tate was very tough. Um, uh, Amon Ra is, like, meaner. Yeah. He's, yes. like, he's like angrier. And at we're the talking game. about Golden Tate, the Yak King. Yes. You know? Yeah, God. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, and, and but Golden Tate was like, he was like, like cocky and like shit like that. Like Amon Ra's just like angry. That yeah. anyone that was drafted before him or who plays against him, he like takes offense to it. And it's funny that he's USC and he was Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's dude, true. that, yeah. Dude, Amon Ra is seriously so fucking awesome and we should just delete that episode Chandler where you and me were like I don't I don't know if I believe I'm worried about a sophomore slump because yeah. he's jamming it down our yeah I did not say any of that you guys are idiots yeah whatever you say you also said Baker might win MVP yeah you fucking well, I guess maybe it. he's back in the voting after the <laughs> game. Right. dude what a fucking blunder man that hurt dude that was huge yeah that sucked thanks he, Baker yeah that was fucking huge for us, playoff-wise. We're talking about the Rams beating the Raiders. Yeah. Remember when you were laughing at Shamrock when I said Baker could fuck us going to the Rams, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, really? You might yeah, you right might yeah. have said that. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> and now him and Tutu Atwell are fucking... Screwed Farvin, us on our fucking pick. Favre and Sterling Sharp, dude. Tutu, man. Somebody to look at in the uh, alt-overs. Um, other notes I had written down here. Uh, obviously, this was the Hawk reunion game, which it like it already feels like he's been gone for like four years, and like who cares? Like it's it's kind of wild. How Dude, he dropped a lot of balls. Well, he dropped that big first yeah. down. Yeah, that was unreal. Line. Yes, he was getting a ton of targets though. Also, what I thought was very funny that me and my buddy were laughing about during the game was like Detroit. Detroit was booing him. Like the crowd was like booing him and. There is that guy was traded. Didn't ask for a trade. <laughs> like did nothing wrong here. He like didn't say anything, did no. he? What? No, no, dude, he did nothing. He did nothing. I mean, he wasn't as great of a tight end as I guess I thought, but he wasn't like. Awful. I mean, we're a scummy fan base, though. <laughs> like, but like, I think it was just full on. Like, it's that attitude of just like, if you're not us, fuck you. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like that's like so. Every time they put him on screen at like at home, we were watching. I was like booing T.J. <laughs> Hawkinson, which like. No hate towards him. But I just thought it was like a hilarious thing. He's a rival now. He, yep. Exactly. Dude, anal zone played good. Fucking. <laughs> Dude, uh, um, the other game that was huge for us was Carolina upsetting the Seahawks. Yes. Very, very big for the playoff picture. Yes. And speaking of the playoff picture, 
This is a stat that someone tweeted out. I'm sorry, I'm fucking bad at crediting sometimes. Uh, if the Detroit Lions beat the Jets next week and the San Francisco 49ers and Washington Commanders win as favorites against the Seahawks and Giants respectively, the Lions' odds to make the playoffs jump to 50%. Let's it's go. real. It's real. It's very, very real. San Fran should beat the Seahawks. Washington should beat the Giants. Let's in just my control what we can control. Just got to keep winning. Still like, still like scarred. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like do. I want to be all in, but like, so, so this is what I was fucking saying right before. Where my head's at right now is totally different than when you're where your head's at because I was talking to our buddy today, and I'm like, if Washington or the Giants would have just lost that game, our chances would have been so much better. The only way we get fucked is the two team that. The two teams that we are ahead of in a tiebreaker tie each other. Yeah. If one of them loses, we're fine. I could see us going 9-8, and eight, and one of those fucking teams is 9-7-1 and one and gets in ahead of us. That would like, be gutting. That's where I'm, where I'm at right now. Yeah. But, hey, we are in week, what week is this, 15? 15. Yeah. We control our own destiny. We can say that. We went out. We're, we're fine. in the playoffs. Without a doubt. We're in the playoffs if we went out. So, all we have to do is is beat the teams that we should beat. I think probability-wise, this is the only week that we had a lower probability. Now that the lines have shifted, maybe we do have more than a 50% chance. But Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers, it's all in front of us. You can't ask for a better look than that. Yeah. You really can't. And I just feel like... Campbell's not looking at percentages or who the other teams are playing, and he's just saying, like, look at look at that man across from you, and you beat him every single play. <laughs> yes. Get up and bite a cap on the way up. <laughs> I was watching the wave, and he caught the ball. We got to work on our Campbell voices. He's not Southern. <laughs> All right. Yes, he is. <laughs> is he? Where is he from? Uh, he went to Texas A&M. Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Frank. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fair enough. Where's he from? We're going to find that out real Dan quick. Dan Campbell. He's got to be from Texas. Yeah, dude. he looks like a Texas boy. Yes. Big house, dude. Clifton, Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, Clifton, Texas. I thought you were just yeah, guessing. It's actually Clifton, yeah, Texas. Clifton, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Clifton. He's good a good town. old boy, dude. Yeah. God, I fucking love it. That's um, awesome. I never would have thought we'd be having this conversation um, this late in December, this late in the year. Um, it's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but with all the excitement, the balance of power um, in a city of Detroit always has to weigh, outweigh itself somewhere. So, Channy, give, feed us, feed us the uh, the Pistons update you got for us. Unfortunate news just released earlier this week: Cade Cunningham, number one pick from last year's draft, out for the year with a shin injury. From what I'm seeing. The silver lining is it's not like a lingering issue. It's not like what's an a shin injury, like a ligament stress or like a fracture. Okay, yeah, right. stress fracture, stress fracture, <laughs> stress fracture. Um, it's not like an Achilles or a shin an splints? ACL or something. It, it's it's a severe shin splint, from what I know. Okay, out for the year. They thought maybe he could rehab and come back at some point. This is it year. worth it? No. Yeah, they just said, hey, we want Wembayama. Stay out. Let's see if Killian Hayes is worth a damn. And if he isn't. Well, we might have the best chance at getting Wembayama. So, silver lining out all this. Let's find out what Killian Hayes can do. Let's see if Jaden Ivey can be a ball-dominant guard. And Wembayama, the best prospect in 20 years, is in our sights. So, not all is lost. We knew it was going to be a tough season. 
going to be even tougher without Cade. But guess what? Get well soon, Motor City Cade. We'll have you back next year. Victor, we're coming for you. I know you're listening, Vic. Him, yep, him and Campbell are the special listeners so far this year. <laughs> Quick question from um, someone who doesn't know the Pistons as well as you do. Uh, is is Where's Dwayne Casey fit in, like, the Pistons, like, fan base and, like, this rebuild and everything? Is he, like, the guy that we should just ride out? Does Cade's injury kind of protect him for one more year? Do you think he's done at the end of this season? Like, I know he's, like, an OG and has had success in the past, um, but just kind of curious because he's been here for a minute now and we really haven't won. Yeah, I compare it to Blaschel. I think oh. they've given him chances, given him chances with the rebuild. I think this is the end of the road this year. Yeah. I think if you get another top pick – you're going to have to start looking at Troy Weaver, too, and saying, hey, who have you really brought us? Yeah, you got a lot of young guys, but you got to bring in new guys. Um, so I think, or, or veterans, to help surround these new guys. Um, so I think, you know, Dwayne Casey, I believe, will be gone after this year. I think they're going to go a different route at that point in time. Um, he's He's been, a, you know, he's been around the block. He's a mentor, but this is professional sports. Yeah, that win. only goes so far. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was listening to somebody today and, and I, I found this comparison good. We're like the Suns before they had Chris Paul. We have a lot of young talent. Nothing came to fruition until we got a veteran guy. Okay. Look at the Pelicans right now. Number one seed in the West. They have Ingram. They had Zion. They have all these young picks, Jackson Hayes. They weren't doing good until they got C.J. McCollum, a veteran guard. Mm-hmm. So the Pistons have to go out. They got to get a veteran presence that actually can play. I'm not, not talking about Corey Joseph. <laughs> I'm not talking about Boyan Bogdanovich, who is a good role player, but he's not a main staple. We need to get out, get somebody who can take control of that locker room, but can also contribute like a Chris Paul or a CJ McCollum and get these youngsters moving in the right direction next year. And I don't think that will be with Dwayne Casey. Yeah, I like the comparison to Blashell. And like, you know, like I said, I don't know much, but I know, you know, Dwayne Casey's probably respected and will prevent the locker room from killing each other and stuff like that, um, which kind of... Locker room guy. Well, Blashell, you know, he just kind of was like, he kept everyone in line and kept a good program moving, but they couldn't win. Right. Right. So, all right, good. Interesting stuff. Um, Go Stones and get well soon, Cade, if you are listening, which I'm sure you are. Cade, get well, brother. All right, boys. Um, I know there has been um, a lot of soccer stuff going on. I'm not the expert, but I know there's a lot of big shit going on. So I want to hear your World Cup news and breakdowns. Yeah, for sure. So um, starting Friday of last week, there was a huge upset in Croatia taking down the Brazilians in penalty kicks. Neymar had a really sick goal in extra time, I believe, to take the lead. And then Croatia scored at like the 117th mark to take it to PKs. And then they ended up taking out Brazil. Um, and they're actually playing. They lost today against Argentina, got fucking blown out by Messi and the boys. And then the other good one on Friday was uh, Tina and the Dutch who beat us down pretty badly. That also went to penalty kicks. Tina was up to nothing early. Dutch came back in the 80th scored and the 90th scored again, forced overtime, no blood, Took it to PKs. Messi and the boys got it done again. Tina's Argentina for everyone out there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Argentina. I think another big story, too, um, regards one of the best and and biggest names in in soccer across the world, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. Didn't start for the Portuguese squad two games in a row. 
gets bounced probably his last World Cup. Um, one of the most decorated careers from a club level, um, but never never has that World Cup, which always eluded him. Um, and it's kind of a big question mark for him right now, getting out of the World Cup for a minute, but people are saying he's going to go to Saudi Arabia and play for $200 million a year. I heard that he accepted that deal as well. Yeah, so um, it's kind of him going off into the sunset into mainstream soccer um, because he's going to go to Saudi Arabia and play soccer, which who's no watching really those games right? about that. Exactly. So um, just a send-off for Cristiano Ronaldo for a lot of people um, from our generation, him, Messi, you had Henri when we were younger. You have Mbappe now, but these are some of the best football players of our generation. Football meaning soccer. Mm-hmm. I went European there. I like it. I and, appreciate um, that. You know, listeners Euro guy. Yeah, it's Euro one guys. of those things where you kind of got to take a stand, give them an applause, um, and uh, have them ride off into a sunset. But interesting thing, I looked up Cristiano Ronaldo just to see how old he is. He's 37. Wikipedia has his career starting in 1992 when he was seven. Oh, so I <laughs> guess right. he uh, really career. started playing professional young. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess so. But um, to to wrap it all up, you've got Argentina in the final, the Cinderella story too, top five team, and now tomorrow. But by the time this airs tomorrow, I'm sure we're going to have a result on it tomorrow. France defending World Cup champions playing Morocco, first African team ever to make the World Cup semifinals. They just beat the Portuguese squad and Cristiano Ronaldo. They face probably the most talented team left in the tournament, um, maybe in the tournament total, um, and that's the France squad. If we see France and Argentina, which I'm hoping for in the World Cup final, that is probably two out of the top three teams that we're going into this tournament. So you're going to see two powerhouses if you see France against Argentina and two of the best strikers in the world, Mbappe and Messi, go head-to-head. Great World Cup for anyone who doesn't like soccer or doesn't know soccer. I hope you tuned in this last month. It has been awesome. France going for the back-to-back, but I'm pulling for Messi, man. I hope he gets it done. I want him to get the true GOAT crown. Arguably the GOAT. Yep. I mean, if he wins the World Cup, I feel like there's no doubt he's the GOAT over Ronaldo, right? Oh, yeah. Over Ronaldo, I'd say for sure. Um, GOAT all time, I'm talking those two GOATs right there. Yes, 100%. I would think he has to because... That's he's got what Ronaldo doesn't have, and that would be a World Cup title. Everything yep. else they've gone back and forth on in their careers, but yeah, that's the uh, the the hidden piece or or the last piece to a decorated career. So very interesting. Hopefully, it's French Argentina, and then we go back to not talking about soccer on the Fizz until twenty twenty six. Yeah. When we have millions of listeners and Dan Campbell's on our show weekly after we won the Super Bowl. And exactly. the games are in our backyard. Yeah, and we can, we'll can we have it translated for like 14 <laughs> different languages so every country can get our take on the World Cup, yeah. um, which obviously I bring a lot to the conversation. Uh, what's also kind of fun, just looking at scheduling here, so we could go World Cup at 10 a.m. right in the Lions at 1, right? Ooh. That's, that's Sunday. That's a nice betting day. That's a fun day. That's a, it's a yes. great day. World Cup into the Lions game. And this is the first week we got a little Saturday NFL action. That's right. That's right. We got That's the three right. games. Yeah, the on three Saturday. games start on Saturday. Actually, kind of threw me off. But yeah. yeah, we do. Okay, now we are going to move on to the main topic of the show. And one thing I did forget to mention at the beginning, you know, if you are looking for our betting lines and our sheep sharks and all of our picks, we have now moved that to Instagram, to YouTube, to video. Um, so that will be out Sunday morning. 
fresh for you guys to take all your Sunday NFL bets. Look for that around 10 a.m. Also, I will be putting them out with the podcast so you can listen to them, listen to them traditionally as well. They won't be part of this show, but it will be a little mini show uh, in addition to this one. Stay tuned for that. It'll be on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, and then also on the social media. So make sure you're following. Take Boom. a trip down Easy Street. Yeah, take a tip, trip down Easy Street. That's what it's called. You guys, <laughs> yes, sir. You will get familiar soon. <laughs> easy Street. <laughs> um, awesome. So our main topic this week is the Heisman Trophy. Arguably, arguably one of the most popular trophies in sports. I would say probably the most popular trophy in, in football. Um, I would say it's probably second to the Stanley Cup, but that's also just because I'm big hockey slappy. But, so, the Heisman Memorial Trophy is awarded to, quote, unquote, the most outstanding player in college football. Yeah, right. So, exactly. Winners epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. That is the definition of winning the Heisman Trophy. Let's do a little history on it. We'll walk you through a little bit of the past, some of the controversies, and then we'll talk about it as a group and give our opinions on the Heisman Trophy. We thought this was pretty relevant because it was just handed out. When was it, last week? Yeah. Yeah. Last week, Heisman Trophy went out. Uh, Caleb. Caleb Williams, yep. Originally created by the Downtown Athletic Club in 1935 to recognize the most valuable player in college football east of the Mississippi and was first awarded to University of Chicago halfback Jay Berwanger. So what's better about that? A, A University of Chicago halfback or that his name was Jay Burwanger. Or if you were west of the Mississippi, you simply were not eligible <laughs> to win the trophy. That's probably the best part. <laughs> old shit, like old sports stuff like that is just fucking hilarious to me. You Mississippi, be, bro, that was a, that's a river right there. They just were like, nah, this is just, this is just for us on the, on the east. <laughs> yeah. uh, the downtown athletic club, if you're curious what that is, is a, it's pretty much like... DAC. Down, yeah, it's DAC. Yeah, it was a private social club, athletic club. Um, that was operated from 1926 to 2002. Um, it was in the financial district of Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. John Heisman was the president of this club, hence the Heisman Trophy. Now, the guy did have a background playing football and was also, uh, what, what does it have here? Because he has some football credentials. Heisman had been active in college athletics as a football player, a head head football, basketball, and baseball coach, and an athletic director. That's how it was back in the day. I mean, what the hell? I know. <laughs> and coach, football, basketball, and baseball? And like, was an athletic director? I mean, like, Ted Williams had, like, a 9-to-5 and then, like, fought in the war and then, <laughs> and then, like, hit 400, dude. Everything was just different back then. Wild. <laughs> and the mold is not even of that guy. The, yeah. You know, which is kind of weird. Who's yeah. the mold of? The guy's name is Ed Smith. He's from uh, – he went to New York University. So we got a University of Chicago grad who won it, and the Heisman's a New York University student. That's the mo- the guy who's like doing the pose. Yeah, 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 yeah that's him. Well, all right, keep going, Frank. I want to hear some more about the Heisman, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see. The event was always held at the Downtown Athletic Club uh, from 1935 to the year 2000. Um, since then, it's bounced all around the city of New York, except in 2020, where it was held. Um, at ESPN Studios in Bristol, and I'm guessing that was just a COVID thing. Yeah. Um, the Heisman's the most recognizable trophy, blah, blah, blah. So let's see here. So the Heisman Trophy obviously does not live without controversy, and I feel like now as we move into 
we move forward more and more, like there's just more controversy surrounding it about like who should win. Is it relevant? Is it really truly the best player in college football of all time? And just to give a little bit of like background of some controversies, like the number one that we probably all know here in Detroit and just growing up watching them was um, USC's Reggie Bush. Right. So yeah. in 2010, USC athletic director Pat Hayden announced the university would return its replica of the 2005 Heisman Trophy due to NCAA sanctions requiring the university to dissociate itself from Reggie Bush. And I feel like I knew this, but like to reread it again is just so asinine. So like USC was sanctioned by the NCAA to distance themselves from their most recognizable fucking player it's so stupid. of all time. So random question. They gave back a replica. So is there actually only one Heisman trophy? So I no, I don't think so. Cause because the way this reads, I don't know for sure. We'll have to look that up. But I but I'm pretty sure the replica what goes to the university and the real one, the real one for that year went to Reggie. Cause it says the NCAA found that Bush had received gifts from an agent while at USC on September 14th, like the rest of the team. Exactly. Like the rest of the, and everyone else the playing at that time. Yeah. yeah. Bush voluntarily forfeited his title as Heisman winner. The ne- I swear to God, hang on. Oh, Bush eventually returned the trophy itself to the Heisman trust in 2012. So there's obviously not one trophy, Right. Yeah. But I'm guessing like they say like here's the real one for 2005. So to your point, that's why Lord Stanley's better. Oh, without a doubt. There's only one Stanley. There's cup. only one right. Stanley. Well, there's actually two. There is. There's actually two. But one of them lives at the Hockey Hall of Fame. And what they did was they I'm pretty sure this is how it works. I'm pretty sure there's two cups. Like they built the Stanley Cup, they engraved it, it got filled with signatures and they're like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" Yeah, I know they, they ran out of room. Yes, and then they made another Stanley Cup but with better technology to like figure out how to like make it smaller and strip the bands off. Oh, okay. So like they, they rotate the, they can pull bands off of it and then enshrine them at the hall of fame so they can make room for more people. Makes sense. I'm almost positive. There's two Stanley cups. Um, but like there's one Stanley cup. There's one. Yes. Just one. There's just one hall of fame one. Whatever. And it's been through like fucking hell. We should do just like a Stanley cup. Oh, Oh, things been dropped, drank. Everything's been done out of that. Yes, dude. What was the, uh, it, it got dented last year, right? Didn't the guy fall on the ice with it? Or was that two years ago? Remember that? Was that, yeah, it was Tampa. Yeah, he yeah, fell. Pat, was it Patty Maroon? It might have been. I think it was. Yeah, he fell. Um, but yeah, Crazy. so that's, so back to the Heisman Trophy. Seems like there's actually, they make more than one award every year. Um, but yeah, so they made him vacate the trophy. They removed all name of him from the official Heisman website. And then Bush himself walked back his trophy and gave it to the Heisman Trophy. Trust in uh, 2012. I have a lot of problems with this. One, Reggie, why are you walking it back? I agree. Like, nothing that you did helped you on the field. It's not like you took steroids. Right. It's not like you stole signs like the Astros did, or you got the play sheets or something, or you you did what Belichick did and watched their practice when you weren't allowed to watch it. Footballs were inflated too. Right. Your family got benefits from a booster. You were helping you and your family out outside of anything that had to do with competition. Do you, yeah. Do you think he brought any dollars to the to the university? Do you, you think, think he brought in any dollars? <laughs> I mean, come on. You Argu- think, you know. Arguably the most electric college football player of all time. Right. Let's fast forward to last year's Heisman winner, Bryce Young, who has a million-dollar NIL deal. It's allowed now. I think it's time to give Reggie his trophy back. And flowers. Because he did nothing wrong 
besides take money, which is legal. It's unbelievable, especially now that the NIL is a thing and we're literally watching Bryce Young do Dr. Pepper commercials in Fansville and Reggie Bush is not allowed to be associated with the Heisman. When I think of the Heisman Trophy, I think of Reggie Bush. That is the first guy I think of. Right. Because he was, he truly exemplified the fucking trophy. He never got in trouble. He never did anything wrong besides the funds thing. Right. Like, he never did anything like, he didn't have a sexual assault charge like Jameson Williams. Uh, he didn't have, or... Uh, James sorry, Winston. James yeah, Winston. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Jesus, I got to add it that J-Mo one. on your J-Mo mind, on the mind, baby. Yeah, I do. He's, yeah. on my, he's on the brain. I was drinking my yellow Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just, I think it's like the dumbest thing and the worst thing and just like, what a PR fumble by the NCAA. That was the start of cancel culture. Yep. Because I'm sure if you go back to when Jay Berwanger was winning Heisman's, <laughs> I'm sure some of these guys were bigots and had some pretty wacky ideas that we could rip their Heisman's from them too. So let's uh, let's start the Heisman talk with give Reggie his Heisman back first. Then there's going to be a little more validity to the trophy. I totally agree. And the validity is going out the window. Well, it's it's almost gone. Yeah. The validity really started dropping off when – NCAA football stopped being created by EA Sports because that was one of the best things about the Heisman was I was playing my season and I'm like on the Heisman watch list. Yes. And I'm like top five and like it meant so much to me as a 14-year-old kid. I'm like, oh my God. I'm Road to the Heisman. Quarterback number seven's on the Heisman watch list, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yes. But Hubie number seven. Yeah. I feel like after that, it kind of lost a little bit of its luster when, when they – went away with NCAA football. Well, that goes back to the whole thing too. It was just like, they're getting paid off these players, right? you know? And it's like Reggie Bush was literally on the cover of that game. Right. And it's like, how could, I just don't, when you think of Southern Cal football, like it, like if, if you don't think of Reggie Bush first, you're thinking of them third right. tops. Yeah. Like, and Matt Liner. for them, for the university to say like, we're going to agree and disassociate ourselves with this guy. Like you're crazy. Like Reggie Bush is now, one of the faces of college football and like a good analyst. Bro, that guy's like, a king in SoCal. Yeah. You know, he's a king in across the nation right. in college football. He's on the pregame show on Fox. Right. I, and like, and the NCAA makes money off of having those games and he's one of the faces of it, but like they won't give him his Heisman trophy back. Honestly, I guess good on Reggie for not like making a big deal about it. Like he literally did a Wendy's commercial about like, have you seen that? Like winning, he's like, we're going to give Reggie back something that he's won oh, yeah, for a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. And they, like, give him a breakfast Baconator. It's, like, back at Wendy's or something oh, like that. Oh, that's a good one. Good job, Wendy's. But it's just, like, that's how he acts about it. I got a question for you guys. Do you think if he knocked on the door of the Heisman house, they'd let him in? Yeah, they better. He'd be the best player there. Okay. Besides They Barry. should. Right. Yeah. Just wondering. Just I think wondering. they would, yes. So, here, this was an article from Vice that also gives, like, reasons for the Heisman Trophy controversy. So voters are not allowed to say who they voted for before the award is announced. Uh, there's no good reason really, but the Heisman doesn't want any hints out about who might win. And in a close year, I guess that makes sense. But, um, when it's like consensus, like it's pretty much like a silly thing to do. It's basically just so they can keep the integrity of like that two hour show they do leading up to it, which is kind of nauseating to that watch. That show sucks. It's terrible. Awful. It's so bad. It's like, it reminds me of like the decision. Yes. It, it's very similar to that, but the, the, the Heisman is way worse. It's so long for like a three minute thing you're looking to hear. 
Yes. So it says the Heisman Trust pretends that integrity is a consideration for the award in order to appeal to old old people. I'm just quoting Vice here. However, it really just rewards the best offensive football player. Remember, Jameis Wilson, Winston won the award in 2013 after being accused of sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's one of my biggest things with the Heisman is everybody who votes on it, their vote should be public knowledge after the Heisman or before the Heisman. Like we should know who the fuck these people are voting for. It shouldn't be a secret, you know? Mm -hmm. Speaking of voting, um, at least when at, this was written in 2016, uh, OJ Simpson gets to vote on that award. Yeah, I saw that like 50. <laughs> did he mail it in for a lot of years? Yeah, I mean, it literally yeah, says, did. right here it says, meanwhile, man of integrity, OJ Simpson still gets to vote for the award from prison. So he does mail it in. I, well, I guess so. I guess we all mail it in now, you know? That's so it. It's, it's insane. But I mean, my biggest problem with the award, and I think they did get it right this year. I think the best player won. But like, is it the best player or is it the best player on the best teams? Because look at what we saw this year. Three out of the four guys are in the playoffs. And what are they? The quarterback of the playoff teams. Right. The other guy was in the playoff until he lost in his conference championship team. Not saying he wasn't the best player this year, but I saw some stat. I think 60 out of the 87 Heisman winners are halfbacks slash running backs or quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not always the best player, just those positions. Um, I know you put it in our notes here before, but like Kong saw – and Damakong Song, and Damakong <laughs> Su, his year was the most dominant player in college football. Right. He was the best player. His team wasn't the best team, but at any position, he was the best player, much like Aaron Donald is in the NFL. He should be winning MVPs as well. Like, that team would have won no games, and they would have scored 1,000 points if he wasn't on the D-line. 100%. You know? 100%. And with... with the NCAA having all the awards for the individual players, they have the best QB award. They have the best running back award. Right. You know, it's like, it's easy to make the argument. It has like, if it's a tie or it's close between a D lineman versus a quarterback, obviously the quarterback is the brain trust of your entire offense. And you could always, always make the argument that that's the most impactful player to the success of your team. But it is lame as a fan when you have these superstars at their position like a Sue or like a Donald, like something like that, where it's like, that's who I want to be the Heisman this year, not like this, like the best quarterback on the best team. No, right? I agree. Right. And uh, that's why it's just losing its, its value, I guess you could say to me. I.e. Uh, fucking Stetson Bennett. Right, I mean, thirty-year-old guy. He's a great guy. I mean, he he's not, he's he won the national title last year, but you cannot tell me. I don't care if this guy got hurt or not. You cannot tell me Hendon Hooker wasn't a better player in college football and for his team this year than Stetson Bennett was. You cannot tell me, and I hate saying this. You cannot tell me that Blake Corum wasn't more valuable for his team than Stetson Bennett was mm -hmm. for his team this year. It just doesn't work like that. And Quorum right. and, I mean, Kenneth was the Walker. Last straw. Right. That was I my mean, last straw with the Heisman was the Kenneth Walker Not snub. invited. Not invited. Not invited. We I didn't, didn't ask him to win it. Correct. But he, he didn't get invited? That guy wasn't on our team. We would have won fucking one game, and maybe two. And you're telling me that Hutch was more valuable to Michigan's success than Kenneth Walker was... To Michigan State's? Right. Like, you can't. Right. Let's look at this season. Right. right. I'll yeah. tell you who's more fucking valuable. 
Tell you what, though, Hutch is pretty valuable right now. He's he is. Sick. He looks that good. was not. Looks that good. wasn't. A, that wasn't a, a dig at Hutch no, at no, all. No, I'm, no, I'm all in on Hutch, dude. He's fucking ripping it. And actually, we didn't mention him at the top of the show, and that wasn't our bias. We were just gassed up about everything else. Yeah, he's he played unreal. Yes, and he is looking bigger. I don't know what it is. Like he just looks like a monster he looks to like me. Like a monster. And I didn't notice it like before, but in these last like three, four weeks, he's just looked like. A fucking monster. He has. He's quick as fuck off the edge. Right. D- dude, I had, I did not know that he was fucking 6'7". I didn't right. know he was that big. Well, what I found interesting, too, was, and I, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Peasel's going to be, like, bouncing off his chair right now, but Max Duggan finished second in the Heisman voting. I would have thought C.J. Stroud would have finished second because C.J. Stroud, along with Bryce Young, were the odds-on favorites throughout the year. Mm-hmm. If you were looking at betting odds... They were one and two almost the whole year, but Max Duggan... He didn't even start. Max Duggan had 1,420 points, and C.J. Stroud was third with 539 points. It wasn't like it was like, oh, he, he beat him out by a little bit. Like It was Caleb Williams and Max Duggan in tier one. And then way down in tier three with C.J. Stroud. I don't think Stetson Duggan Bennett. even started till week three, though, too. Really? Yeah. Well, you're a big horny toad yeah. guy, so I'm up on See, my and horns. That's, and that's where it's like, I want I want to hear from the voters. What was the thought process? Or right. like, did you guys go grab drinks and say like, this is what we're doing this year and this is why? Right. Yeah. Well, I could tell you two of the voters' thought process, why Duggan was over Stroud. That's Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson. But yeah. other than that, uh, I, I can't really explain why. And okay, you're in the club. You won the Heisman. You're, you're, you're having someone join the club. Why does Troy Smith get to pick who played better this year? What the hell does Troy Smith know? What is he doing? <laughs> right. Does he even I mean, watch these games? What, you just get to vote? It's not like it's, oh, you're a journalist or you're this or that, which I don't even think every journalist should get to vote. But at the end of the day, like, wh- why? Why do these guys get a vote? OJ Simpson? It. That guy gets a vote? Think about that. He gets a vote and Reggie Bush doesn't. Right. And Reggie Bush is at the pregame actually dialed researching. in. Yeah. And OJ's like sending a Twitter a video people- from the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> you see his video? Yeah, stop. No. <laughs> Fun fact, too, about Reggie. He's never uh, been on trial for murder, which is which crazy. Is, yeah. But and OJ has. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. OJ's never been convicted of murder. Very true. Neither is Reggie. Real quick, though, too, Chandler, just going back to your Dugan Stroud comparison. If you took, <laughs> if you took Doogie off of. TCU. Uh, say Duggan and say Max Duggan, not Doogie. And then we can go from there. If you took him off of TCU, that okay. team would be dog shit. If you took CJ Stroud off of Ohio State, they would still be a pretty good football team. So I think that's the argument there. Like, good. That, that's fair. Yeah, that's but, a fair but argument. I just, it didn't apply to uh, Doogie. Didn't apply to Kenneth. No, it didn't. So let's look at some past, looking at past Heisman winners is like, a very fun thing to do. So I'm kind of just, just scrolling through it right now. Um, it's kind of a shitty list. It's just like hilarious. So, some of them are, are, I forgot. I had some bookmarked here. Like, so I got, I got a little fun fact for you guys real quick too. Hit me. Um, there was only one Heisman winner that was born in Michigan. Any idea who that was? Ooh, a Heisman winner that was born in Michigan. Like, are we going to know, or is this Jay? Yeah, you're not going to know. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, you're not going to know. Well, then, okay. great. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, to see. You never hit. know. Yeah. Pat Sullivan, quarterback of Auburn, 1971. Oh. It was actually Pete Dawkins, oh, running back, 1958, from Royal Oak, Michigan. 
went to West Point, played uh, played for Army, actually overcame polio to become, I swear to God, this is true, overcame polio, um, went down to Army, was an all-star running back, won the Heisman, and then uh, graduated from uh, Oxford's as a scholar and ended up being a general in the Army. Holy shit. That guy's the real deal. Pete Dawkins. Dude, when you- Pete fucking polio. When you get to Royal Oak, there should be a sign that says like the birthplace of Pat Dawkins. Pete. Pete. Yes. I'm tough with names today. (laughs) (laughs) My craziest thing from the Heisman that I saw was there is two people in the top three since 1990 that were non-Power 5 players. One from the MAC, Jordan Lynch, quarterback, 2013. And how about this one? 1994, Steve McNair, Alcorn State. Wow. He what finished year was that? third. 1994. Air McNair, Air dude. McNair went to Alcorn State. Alcorn State, I don't even know if that's FBS anymore. I, I, I don't <sighs> think it is, to be honest I couldn't tell you where it is. I, are I, they I purple either. and yellow? I, I, I don't know. I think they are. I have no clue, but that's interesting to me that recently, I'm not talking about... I remember John Billy uh, B- Butler uh, from Royal Oak in 1958 <laughs> or whatever the hell his name was. I'm talking about Pete. in the, since the you, 90s. You should show us a little more respect to Pete. <laughs> Dawkins. Polio. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, and then he served as a general. Pete What's Dawkins. His? Pete Dawkins. Oh yeah, okay, gotcha. Show some respect. Yeah, I'll show some respect. Good job, <laughs> Pete. Pete Dawkins. I thought Randy Duncan should have <laughs> beat you out that year from Iowa, but nonetheless. Hey, weirdest one from to Duncan's me. Choi chest. A weird thing that's always been like. He's kind of like lost in the Heisman shuffle of like very popular Heisman winners. 2003, Jason White, quarterback, Oklahoma, went undrafted. Went undrafted. Do you remember that? Yes. That's crazy. Undrafted after winning the Heisman. And the year before, Carson Palmer won it, was drafted first overall. The year after, Leinert won it, top 10 quarterback pick. I just think that's so wild how a Heisman winner like goes completely undrafted. Like... Troy Smith won it in 2006. Everyone knew he wasn't going to be a top 10 pick, but like to go undrafted, no way. Right. Picked 174th overall. That's Tim wild. Tebow, same thing, picked 25th overall. Like, I'm not saying it has to be a consensus, but to like absolutely go through seven rounds of a draft and That's wild. not be picked is fucking crazy to me. The closest one that I can remember to that is when we were in college. Remember uh, Optimus Klein? Oh, yeah. Colin Klein yeah, yeah. from Kansas State. He's actually their offensive coordinator now. No way. But running quarterback, he never had a chance to make it in the pros, but he actually finished third behind my boy, Channy Football, a.k.a. Johnny Manziel, and then Manti Teo was second that year. Holy shit. Yeah, what a year for NFL success. Johnny Football, Manti Teo, Colin Klein. Yeah. Was, Yikes. Was, was, wait, when was Johnny picked? Johnny Overall. was uh, first round. Was he, he was probably 20th, okay. 22nd. I forgot if he was. He won it as a freshman, right? Uh, or sophomore. 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 Maybe it was, it was one of the two, though. Yeah. Dude, he took college football by storm. God, the Browns can't pick a quarterback to save their life. They no. can't sign one either to <laughs> yeah. save their life, to be honest. Well, that I wish nothing good for oh Deshaun Watson. I <laughs> wish all the bad things Spent for him. Spent 250 on that guy? Unbelievable. He looks awful. Who would you rather have? Let's stray away from the Heisman real quick. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson right now or Russell Wilson with their respective contracts? Give me Russ. Russell, I mean, as like, sad wow. as that is. Ru- really? And here's yeah. why. Here's why. 
if say that they are both as good as they are right now, like mm-hmm. if I'm looking, if the last two weeks are any of like who they are, I'll just take the guy who doesn't, you know, molest women or whatever. <laughs> right. Broncos nation. That's right. <laughs> <Let's ride>. right. <laughs> yeah. I just, there's a stink on Deshaun that like the worst stink you can have. He's yeah. bad guys. Scum. He's bad. He's bad. Bad person. You know, um, definitely seems like it. It's um, funny though how like you have certain years where you're like, damn, there was no success, and then you have a year like 2015. I, it it does involve Deshaun Watson, but Derrick Henry wins, Christian McCaffrey's the runner up, and then they have Deshaun Watson. Holy shit! Like that's a star-studded NFL. Yeah, you know they all panned out in the NFL, and we really haven't had a year like that since. The closest one I would say to that. Joe Burrow winning in 19, Jalen Hurts the runner up, Justin Fields third place. Those are those are relevant. Good squad. Yeah, still got ways to go. I have to drop this note in for you guys. I got to get back to my boy uh, Jason White because I can't believe this is what I just read (laughs) while you guys were talking. Okay, so he did not. He didn't get selected. Everyone was worried about his knee. Apparently, he did not receive a tryout from any NFL team. Um, in the first several weeks. White became the only Heisman winner to be unsuccessful in an attempt to play college football and just the third Heisman Trophy winner not to be drafted in the NFL after Pete Dawkins instead <laughs> chose a military career and Charlie Ward chose a career in the NBA. Big Pete! I have never heard that name in my life and somehow the random Jason White article I click on, Pete Dawkins comes up. Because he didn't want to go to the pros. He said, I'll serve my country. Yeah, that's a fucking true American hero, you Chandler. Got, yeah, you got to respect So, Charlie Ward's like the fucking guy who was the baseball, basketball, AD, like <laughs> jack yeah. of all trades. Yeah, volleyball. Know? Times were different. <laughs> Times were different. You know? Fucking, yeah. Ted Williams, Mississippi. Ted Williams worked the shipyard and then had to go go five for four, four for five. Yeah. Pete Dawkins ran for 120 and then had a missile on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Paul lived in North Dakota, so he wasn't eligible. Dude, you, you, <laughs> you had Duncan at Duncan's Toy Chest. You should, you should not be allowed to live in Royal Oak unless you know the story of Pete Dawkins. That's wow. their that's their that's their marquee resident. Oh, easily. Is he is he still with us? Is Pete still with us? Uh, or did he pass? Away? I don't I, think so. If he won the Heisman in '58, I don't think so. I mean, he no, he's alive. He is did. he? Oh my God, he's. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, sorry. It says oh. age 84. Yeah, but, but he's alive. He's not. He died in 2017. Oh, oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. Oh, no. Was, no. I am such a bag of shit at reporting here. His spouse died. His first spouse died in 2017. His second spouse died in 2019. I think he's... Dude, he's alive. He's wow. alive. Where does he yeah, live right now? Pete, if you're out there listening. Yes, no, Pete's, Pete's alive. Where does he live? Um, what does it say? Let's see. It says his birthday is March 8th. He's 84. Did went he to, return home? Went to Cranbrook. Oh. Holy shit. That's a private school. There we go. Uh, political career. Um, he lived uh, before April 1987. He moved to New Jersey. Um, the race was notable for the negative tone that emerged from both sides. Who is this guy, dude? This guy's like the most like uh, he's like the most decorated Heisman winner of all time. Oh, you're coming around. Following his retirement from the army. He took a position as a partner in Wall Street firm Lehman Brothers, which wow. was one of the biggest 
He's collapses in the 08 financial <laughs> crisis, but the Lehman Brothers was huge. Yeah. To be a partner in Lehman Brothers? That's part of Citigroup. Dude, Pete, if you're listening, give us a call next Chaney week. changed yeah. his tone real quick. All right, chill. <laughs> Doogie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no, he's he's the real deal. He went to Oxford, so he's not he's not a dumb guy. Guy was a scholar, bro. Accepted by Yale University. Dawkins chose the United States military. Dude, he just kept choosing the military. This guy rocks. He ran as a Republican against New Jersey's incumbent senator in 1988. Dude, this he, guy was trying to do it all, baby. He's still alive, dude. His football highlights, Heisman Trophy, 1958. Maxwell Award, 1958. Consensus All-American, 1958. That's Hell incredible. If number, we can track him down. Number 24 is retired by Army Black Knights. I think we can find Pete. I mean, he's probably like 10 minutes from here. If, if he went back to Royal Oak, that'd be all time. It would be. Pete, meet us up at Fifth Ave next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Any other any other uh, Heisman notes? There's oh, you know good Heisman stuff there. I, I think it was pretty good. Um, so overall, I just think I still think the Heisman's like cool. I just I feel like they need to like tweak it, and I don't know exactly what they need to do, but I think sharing why people voted could be good make some public yeah make some of it public the heisman house is also a good idea for commercials but i they're just like why do they feel so lame now to me the first few were really good yeah i feel like it's just i feel like it's one of those things you kind of just get beat down with the same thing over and over again you like know the one where tim tebow's like saying like this is destiny like six times in the driveway yeah you're like, like this sucks yeah What's what was the one where I think it was Barry like jumped over the table and like caught it and they were like in the dining hall or whatever and yeah. there was like ten of them. That was the best one. Dude, Barry went from like being in hiding to like being the most He's out exposed. everywhere now. Dude, he's like he Shaq. Yeah, he's like in as many ads as Shaq. He's at Spartan basketball game sitting next to Coach Tuck, dude. I did see that too. Really? Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. his son's a walk on for the uh, MSU basketball team, so I think he goes to a lot of the games. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was on the yeah. walk-on. Tuck said keep chopping when they were down. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, glad we cut the, I'm glad we cut the college sports on this week. All right, you guys want to close this up with over-under? Let's hit it. All yeah. right. So over-under, 12 commits for our 2023 football class. Don't do that. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. I'm going to edit that little joke out. You think you're so oh. funny? Over right. under more Lambos on the field or oh. four stars in our class? Oh, don't Who forget. else is going to the portal? <laughs> yeah, Keep more, chopping, Tuck. More dog poop. God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, over under. On so. that note, moving into over under, Jerry also <laughs> sent me this list. He's back in action. He's back part of the squad. Let's go, Jerry. You sending this over. Jerry opens with an LGRW, um, which we always like. So here we go. Number one, over under. We'll start with Channy. Putting up Christmas lights, over or underrated? Overrated. My wife tried me to tried to get me to do this this year. Um, I was called Ebenezer a couple times. Rightfully <laughs> so. I was yeah. told I was this the you know the simp of the neighborhood and really just bringing down the whole also wow. true you know mood <laughs> of the neighborhood. I'm not getting on a ladder and putting up lights. Get the bushes I, then, dude. No, I'm not doing that. A B. I don't want the lights like shining into the house. C, what it's cold as fuck out. D, no, I got better things to do on the weekends. Overrated. I can't believe we got that far down the alphabet. I know. His complaints. E, 
No. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy, man. I'm saying underrated. I put up Christmas lights every year. I love them. I think they look awesome when a bunch of people do it. And then you always have the couple Chandlers in your subdivisions that like don't have any lights up. It's pitch black. It's just like, dude, it's one month a year. You can't get out there, put a couple lights on a bush. There's kids out there. It's for the kids, Chandler. All right. All right, man. God, dude. I'm not the guy fucking around at open ice, man. Got all the time in the world. All right, here's the deal. I'm going to take a little middle ground, you guys, but I will open up right off the rip and say putting up Christmas lights is overrated. Like, it's it's overrated. But all I mean when I say that is the fucking physical task of doing it. It sounds like, Lou, you have like- You can't break it down into segments. Yes, I can. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It sounds like you you don't enjoy or you enjoy the process of doing it. Like I, do. I, I like when they're up. I like having a like Christmas lights going. This year I waited too long, got too cold, didn't do it. Just did not do it this year. Had them up last year, didn't do it this year. I wasn't putting them up for ten days. Like it's too late in the game. I I hate putting them up. That is overrated. But having them is great. This is just like you sitting on your couch and putting a bowl of candy on your porch for Halloween, Frank. <laughs> That's that, that was no bad. different. That was bad. This what is, is bad no different. <laughs> Take it or leave it. COVID still a thing, right? Kids chirping them. Yeah. Guys sitting on his couch. Just grab one. I literally think like the first kid just dumped a whole bowl in his bag, and that was Halloween at my house. It was that chubby kid flipping your dog off. Putting them up. Yes. Putting <laughs> putting them up is overrated, but having them is is under. But the answer is overrated for putting them up. Number two, Lou, you're up. Dancing at weddings. Oh, definitely underrated. If you're standing on the side or just hanging out, Chandler's fucking foaming at the mouth over here. <laughs> He's, so <laughs> <mad. guy>. yeah. <laughs> He's so mad. He's so mad. two step at weddings like, over here. That sounds here. like a lot of fun. Dude, I love that? dancing at weddings. They're always a blast. Like, underrated. Are you kidding? Yeah. What do you, I mean, what the hell? You're at a wedding, you dance. Like, where else are you truly dancing in this world today? Um, I mean, granted, the intensity of the dancing and how often I'm doing it depends on whose wedding I'm at. Close buddy standing up. I'm on the dance floor the whole time. Oh, yeah. you know, distant family member, like in-law type deal. Keep my Still distance. making an appearance. But yeah, I'll get out there. I'll start yeah. moving around, spill a drink, whatever. Sure. Who cares? Yeah, bump into grandma, whatever. Who gives a shit? Underrated. You got to dance at weddings. Here we go. What do you got, Scrooge? When you're at a celebration, you have to dance. You have to bring up the mood of in the environment, at the event, I love dancing in general. I love dancing at weddings. I'm one of those guys that's out there first and leaves last. I'm sweating like a whore in church wow. oh, by yeah. the end of the night. Darren McCarty. I love dancing <laughs> at weddings. I just hate that guy that like keeps like coming into your circle and like trying to hip thrust and shit. It's like, bro, you got your own crew. Stay over there. We got ours. Dancing at weddings. Fucking dance general over here. Rated. <laughs> All right. No, but Lou, you probably definitely turn into the guy whose shirt is just completely clear by the end of the night. Like no, I don't really sweat too much out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Dude, you're sweating right now. <laughs> Number three, I'm up. And I probably know the least about this person. Uh, live, the liver king. Um, I know it's that guy that's super jacked that like the big news, quote unquote, came out that he was using every type of steroid in the book. 12,000 a month in steroids. The least surprising news I've ever heard. I Primals. Think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I never watched a clip of him. He looks like a complete douche to me. I'm not into that stuff, so I'm just going to say overrated. Yeah, I kind of agree with you here, Frank. Um, I don't know. His shtick's up. After the steroids <laughs> came out, like it's just, it's not the same anymore. So, um overrated what do you think Clark Griswold uh yeah you know I'm gonna I'll I'll stay on the train 
Um, I've definitely watched a bunch of his videos oh, and shit I'm before <laughs> before all the steroid shit came out. And like, I mean, he, I mean, he's got the right idea, but he was just lying to everyone's face when he would be like out in the field sucking up a bull testicle. Like, <laughs> it's like, buddy, come on, eat a salad. It's so okay. Did, God damn. So did you take like, up did a bull did you, testicle? So you took down your your fat head of him? Uh, no, I was never that big of a fan. But we always did. We do got like a little thing going in a couple of my like friend groups will be like primal did you fucking bite this piece of liver so it, it kinda, overrated he's it, a fucking weirdo though it kind of it kind of reminds me of like uh when it came out that like bear girls was like just staying in hotels yeah, and shit it's like same, exactly because i loved nothing on the internet is real i loved bear girls though man and i was like oh dude he's gonna drink his own piss again and found out <laughs> that's, worse. That's, what, that's what you like to watch <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey buddy don't kink shake drank his old piss he, he opened that celsius and drank <laughs> it like yelling at my wife like, Sarah, get in here. he's, he's drinking piss again yeah. <laughs> he's doing the piss thing i love when he does that he's at a he's at a holiday inn getting the free brekkie yeah all right number four it's a Mountain Dew. Chandler, you're <laughs> up. Number four, trivia. Trivia. Ooh. So I don't <laughs> participate in it too much, but um, I think trivia is underrated. Uh, the only thing that makes it overrated is the fucking weenies that do it every week and take it way too serious. Yeah. But it's like, dude, if you're going to go and just like kind of play and do it, I like trivia. Gets your brain going. Keeps you occupied at a bar. I'm a big fan of trivia, but I don't like the ones where it's like, oh, it's let's do friends trivia or let's do like, yeah, like sons the themed of anarchy. Ones. It's like, yeah. no, I want general trivia yep. and I just want it to be in kind of like a background setting. Yeah. Not like, oh, everyone's like uh, fucking going. It's not the key this. point. Yeah. Like people slapping your phone out of your hand. And yeah, shit. yeah, exactly. So trivia is underrated. Yeah, I'll agree with you, Chandler. I was a big trivia pursuit guy growing up, oh, yeah. played all the versions, um, even had a couple of the DVD ones that went along with it. I don't know if you ever saw those. I've seen them. Never, yeah. yeah. Pretty sweet. They show you like a movie clip. You got to answer a question after some shit like that. But nice. big trivia guy. I agree with a lot that Chandler said. Um, and then the one thing when they do the themed ones, that's when you run into the boners that like know every single thing about the They're show. Like dressed up. Yeah. And you're like, all right, you know, we're out here having a drink. We want to answer a couple questions too, man. Relax. Yeah. So I'll say underrated. Yeah. Uh, great points there, boys. I do love trivia as well. The thing I like about trivia the most is like, it's, it's generally not the smartest guy in the room. Like I kind of love how anybody could be a hero at any time. Uh, and like, sometimes you get these topics, these categories, these things where it's just like someone knows something about that one thing. Uh, definitely love trivia. And yeah, one time we did do, I like stumbled into like an office theme one, like the show, the office. And it was so specific. It was like season two, episode three, when what side of the desk is like, and we were just yeah. like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I thought it was going to be just like fun yeah like piss off but there's like people like not drinking like telling you to put your phone away it's like all right i'm gonna i'm not really playing that serious yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna head out yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right i'm gonna head out no phones yeah like cool <laughs> all right last on the list and to close the show uh chris angel mind freak or magicians in general um, who's up on that one? You? Me? Yeah. So it, I so fucking love magic, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Absolutely underrated. Chris Angel. We used to have this guy at Michigan State come and visit us, Jarek316. He put on one of the best fucking magic shows I ever seen in my I remember life. That. After we came back from uh 
Dayglow or some shit. Yes, I remember you guys that. You did a magic show after Dayglow? It was incredible, dude. <laughs> he got a card inside of a water bottle. Jesus. He like put a guy's phone in a balloon. He cut an orange in half. Did you guys hire this guy? Or no, he show- was like a friend of friends. And yeah, he, he went was to high up, school with us. He was yeah. just up visiting with like a bunch of buddies and we all came back wrecked after this thing and this guy put on an hour magic show. I'm not kidding you. It was the best magic show I've ever seen to this <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, you're coming insane. back from Dayglow. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so underrated. Love magic. Yeah. Uh, Side of hand. Find yeah, it. Yeah. Go I get will, it. The craft of magic is is interesting and it's an art and it's all the above. Is who Chris Angel? I might be mixing this up. Who's who's? Is it Copperfield? Is that David Copperfield? Yeah. Okay. That's the guy. Of, that's yeah. the guy who's like it's like borderline not magic. It's like like he does like physical things that. Who's are like, the other guy? There's another big dude. Uh, David Blaine. Yep. Yeah, David, David Blaine's Blaine. actually who yeah. I'm thinking of. David yes. Blaine is the one who like will lock himself underwater for yes. like 40 minutes in, in a, a t- freezer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like like he'll he'll like swallow swords and shit. Yeah, all that shit's crazy, fucking crazy, entertaining. You do you. Not for me personally, but I like watching it. We had some guy come up to us at a bar and start like doing a trick. Like, you know, he pulled his card out of my wife's ass or something weird. And like, wow. it was just, yeah, it was nuts. And you let him do that? <laughs> well, I didn't mean it. It was magic. I was, you know, he, it was, I like tipped him too. So it was, yeah, no, magic's entertaining, underrated. Stay there. Let me pull it out of your ass real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, but now that I'm thinking about it. You got your what? money back. <laughs> it's underrated. It's an art. It's an art of deception. Um, people that do it obviously practice a lot at it. And not everyone can do magic. Um, so I think magic is uh, underrated. That's all I got on that. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Hey, guys. Great return show. Episode 88. The Fizz is back. We are back, guys. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed the new format. We'll keep it going. Don't be afraid to shoot an email to info at champagneathletics.com if you got a topic you guys think we should talk about or just want to drop us a note. Uh, follow us on all social medias, um, and then keep an eye out for the betters out there. Keep an eye out for episode 87.5, Easy Street. That will be our betting picks for the week. And then, as always, you can catch us on Instagram. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate it five stars and write us a review. And don't forget to tell your friends. And most importantly, go Lions this weekend, baby. Thanks for listening. Good to be back, baby. Welcome, Easy Street. Let's go, Lions. Go Lions! Hey, you know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. That's what we do. All we do is fucking win. Come on, bitch. You know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. Come on. Cause all we do is fucking win. Best team in the motherfucking NFL. After this song, I'ma need my tickets in the mail. Bitch. All we do is win, we ain't taking hell. Man, ain't y'all like 2 and 11? Man, shut the fuck up. After this game, we about to turn the fuck up. Bitch. Call Hush, we need the whole team buffed up. Fuck. We just won another game, they can't touch us. Real. We about to win another game, they know what's up. Eat. We just won the last game with a blowout. Come. You see what happened when the Lions really show out? Call the whole city up, we about to go out. We, out we about to have them bars jumping while it's cold out. Champagne, 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 champagne.